Hey everybody, welcome to Surface Level, creating a community where Black and queer folks are fearless in thought and curious at heart. I'm one of your hosts, Tony, and today, Jordan, Damon, and I are discussing friendship without sexual benefits. Do the best relationships start as a platonic friendship? What are your thoughts on introducing casual sex into existing friendships? This is Friends Without Benefits. Friends without All right, guys. <laughs> so we're back for season four. Our <laughs> another another turn around the sun um, for the podcast, and I'm really excited. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, I'm here. You're good. Yeah. I'm here. Too. I feel great. <laughs> I feel great. Energized. Yes. Well, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. It's coming up, and we got a lot to be thankful and grateful for. So, I'm grateful for you guys, and I'm grateful to be doing this again. <laughs> um, but what's new for this season? Okay, so some things have changed, and some things remain the same. So, if you caught our little intro at the beginning, um, this season we wanted to kind of reaffirm our commitment to building a community for black and queer folks. So, you know, that's really the foundation of what we're trying to do here. So we just wanted to reaffirm that a little bit. And this season, not only are we coming to you audibly, but we're coming to you on your screens because every episode this season is going to be video recorded. So yes, yes don't get nervous now. The girls are going to be watching your every move. I'm going to get in trouble. So get ready for that and, and be prepared for the side eyes and stuff like that <laughs> because we know that's going to be coming. So right, Damon? I don't side eye. <laughs> Live in the side eye. So um, we're still going to be bringing you conversations though that are around the topics that need to be had, you know? And just things that we're curious about in general. And one thing that, you know, hasn't changed is we start with a little game. I like calling ghetto games. Ghetto games. <laughs> um, but before we do that, I just want to know, between the last time we recorded and now, has there been any major life moments that happened for you guys? <laughs> um, like for me, for instance, my mom turned 60 and I took her to oh. Las Vegas, which was Child. fantastic. We had a, a jolly old time. Oh, did you? Had a good time. <laughs> no, no scandals. I was with mother. So, of course, uh -huh. you know, very, tell very... Me, tell us anything. Yeah. But, but well, how, how about you guys, Jordan? Um, First of all, was that the was that the the time that we went to Vegas together? Was that the last time you were there? That was the last time, yeah. You, okay. Have you had enough scandal then? Yeah. I'm happy, I'm happy you turned it around <laughs> and decided to have a nice, wholesome weekend because... Yeah. Have a prayer cloth out. That weekend was a ghetto game. Um, <laughs> let's see. I haven't had like crazy big life updates. I will say that my little uh, my little cousin she came up for the weekend, and it was the very first time in my life that I was responsible for a small child uh, mm. for an extended <laughs> amount of time, and I really enjoyed it. She's still alive. She's still alive. Keep she it was, alive. She was very low maintenance. All you had to do was give her an iPad. Yes. I just asked her when she was hungry. She actually no, she told me when she was hungry, and. <laughs> We just hung out and did New York City things. Okay. Went to see the Statue of Liberty. It was Love beautiful. That. So, you, you, Damon, um, any updates? Let's see. I'm at a new job. Mm. Not, at, not at the last one. Which congrats, was congratulations. Something. Um, and child, I'm hobbling in here on a, a broken ankle boot. Oh so God. See, but I'm here. Well, speaking of ghetto games, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should go ahead and jump into our game. So. Um, we're going to be talking about friends without benefits 
today, and I want to play a little game of Never Have I Ever. <laughs> but if you haven't done the thing, you just take a sip of your whatever's in your mug. Okay. So the first one, Never Have I Ever Caught Feelings for Someone I Was in a Platonic Friendship With. You you take a sip if you... You take a sip if, it, if it's something that you have. You have done. You have done. Okay, well, I guess I'll drink to that. I don't like these things. Okay, <laughs> next one. <laughs> Never have I ever been turned down by someone I wanted to be more than just friends with. Oh, yeah. Damon, you never right. been rejected? Girl, I'm trying to, I don't... Uh, I don't know. It's never happened to me. It's a foreign concept. Have you never been rejected by someone that you wanted to have more than just a platonic friendship with? I don't think so. But, like, y'all know I don't talk to... Like, I'm not one to, like, talk, pursue, and do all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep it moving on this one. I don't remember that happening. I don't remember. I don't recall that. I don't. <laughs> never have I ever stayed in a platonic friendship, even though I really wanted more. Mm. No, nah, I'm not gonna drink on that one because I don't. Yeah, I, I can't stay or stick around for. No, I gotta go. The the the, the yeah, I gotta I gotta go too. The last time that happened, I stormed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we see we, you in hell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> see you in hell. Oh, All right, never have I ever slept with or done anything sexual with someone I considered a platonic friend. You drink if you I'm do. A, oh, <laughs> you, you, you now you can drink. Oh, now you can drink. Okay, baby girl. Got you. I can have some water now. So we're, we're all having a sip, a sip for this. Okay, and then lastly, before we jump into the conversation, moving forward, never would I ever sleep with or do anything sexual with someone I consider strictly a friend. Moving forward. Moving forward. So drink if you. So drink if if that is not if that's untrue for you. Like moving forward, do you think that you you it's a possibility that you might sleep with or do something sexual with <laughs> someone you consider a friend yes well that's a possibility cheers I cheers guess. ladies <laughs> like, tony coming over my house later <laughs> yes <laughs> but um surface level after dark okay <laughs> massage that ankle <laughs> it's broken all right child anyway so we talked a lot about um, platonic friendships and places that queer people meet. So do you guys feel like there's a lack of environments um, where queer people can meet just friends? Jordan, you look <laughs> bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, so um, let's start with you. Yeah, I think it's, well, no and yes. No, because you can meet a queer person anywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can meet them at the grocery store. I mean, walking down the street, wherever. Yes. Um, when I think about places that cater to our community, I feel like the vast majority of those environments are parties. Mm -hmm. And in my personal experience, I find it more difficult to find friends in a dark, loud venue at 2 a.m. And um, yeah, I just wish that there were more places that... Um, queer people could just sort of be together but not like through the party scene or not like not through that like if there was like a, a gay coffee shop i would actually really really enjoy mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. a concept it is a concept but like th that's where i i think that you know 
places that are probably more conducive to like talking to someone. You're not screaming over music. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, you feel like you can actually make a connection with someone and talk to them as opposed to when it's like a party, you just see somebody across the room and you're just like, okay, they're cute. I'm going to go and scream in their ear for the next 30 minutes. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, what about you? I mean, yeah, I think that it's, it's really hard to go somewhere and find a place where there are like-minded individuals that's not a club scene or a lounge or something like that. And I know that folks think that all we want to do is find cute boys and, you know, do the song and the dance. <laughs> However, <laughs> queer culture is not a monolith. Like we, we don't, they, they paint us, um, they, they give us a scarlet, what they, what's a scarlet, scarlet letter? letter? Yeah. Like we're all just sluts from the nineties and we're not, some of us do like mm. two meet friends right. um but it's really hard and there, there are spaces that are i think on the like emerging and i think that we're on the brink of a renaissance however i i know that there's a lot of spaces for the heterosexual folks and we could use a lot more like there's a few but we need a lot more yeah i mean i i think too I've said this, I think, before on the podcast. I think when you see people in certain spaces, we often assume that you can only talk to them about one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we, I think we were having the conversation around, like, Grindr. And yes. people, we were like, oh, is it weird when people are like, I'm looking for friends on Grindr. It's just like, well, everybody here has had a Grindr, a corporate job, been to a club, been to a bar, been to a social, been to a coffee shop. Who? Everybody here. Don't speak and, for, and don't you speak get, for you me. You get the line if you want don't to. Don't speak on my behalf. Get two lines. Tell people what I got and what I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that I think sometimes we view people in all those settings as different human beings and different motivations. We're like, people are complex. You can meet a friend, I think, anywhere as long as you're open to it. Like, I don't think right. that, like, you need to just wait for the perfect coffee shop with the smooth jazz playing yeah, yeah. to feel like you can be inclusive or you can treat somebody like more than just a piece of meat. Yeah, like you can strike up a good conversation with a smart person on Grinder. If I feel like most of the time, if I'm having, if I if I'm chatting with somebody on Grinder and they, you can tell that they're competent, and you're like, okay, well, let's just chat and see what happens. <laughs> like, and I have a, a friends that I've had for a long time that I've met on Grinder. So yeah. I think it's about how you use settings, how you use apps, or how you use whatever the thing is more so than the actual thing. Well, right. Well, well I, I just to, Demond, you said something that I actually was thinking about, like. It's like the fact that you can, you're, you're capable of, it's your mindset, right? right? We're capable of going to into any space and have the experience that we want to have. So some of the onus right. has to be on us going into these spaces and not just necessarily being like, oh, I need that curated moment where it feels like it's not the club scene. So I can agree with that. So, I mean, when you're, when you're talking about that, I, I was just thinking about... Just sort of like the apprehension that I think queer people have when they are trying to approach someone in a non-queer setting and mm -hmm. they're unaware mm -hmm. if that person is queer and you don't want to make an assumption. That's part of it. Like, I feel like that's also a thing too, not just with platonic, but also with like dating, right? Like if you're like mm -hmm. on a train platform, you may think that somebody has like really cool style or something like that, but you want to connect with them even more because you feel like they also are a part of the community. Yes. But you feel like you can't. You can't assume, right? Right. You feel like you can't assume. And I mean, I don't know if that's like a deterrent, but I'm just thinking about like how our spaces are so sacred because I think it's the one space where you feel comfortable and confident that everyone there is part of the community. 
Yeah. Whereas when you leave those spaces, it's sort of like a question mark. Right. Does it matter if someone is or isn't in the community if you're looking for a platonic friend? I mean, like if it you're doesn't. sparking up a what is seemingly to you like a conversation about style or something, does it matter if the person is or isn't queer? Like what what impact does that onus does that have on it? No, I guess I was just thinking in the mindset of like finding platonic queer male friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the mindset I was thinking about. But yeah, like you, I think we're capable of finding a platonic friend in any environment. But, <laughs> but the, it, the precipice is like you look at someone and is giving like first is an attraction, and you don't want to assume. But yeah, I that that's um it's murky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so as we get older and as we get busier. Um, I think that I can speak for the three of us and mm-hmm. say that it's a little bit more difficult making friends, you know, like we don't have those established places like schools and things like that, where you find people that you can just like click with and spend a lot of time with. Right. Um, so when it comes to dating, you know, a lot of articles out there will encourage you to marry your best friend. <laughs> um, I'm sure that we've all heard about this. Um, how do we all feel about um, relationships that start off as platonic and then become romantic? Do we feel like that's the recipe for the best relationships? Um, Damon, you have a smirk, <laughs> so maybe you go first. I, I don't think it matters. I think it can. I think a relationship can start with anything from purely platonic to like, I don't know, wild hookup in a strange place Ooh. and and i say that because <laughs> how I, strange bad house how, strange. How strange. <laughs> like like bathhouse in europe strange um hmm. but i think the, the point is in building the relationships how honest do you want to be with the person how yes. much do you want to share about yourself how much do you want to connect and i think that that comes from time spend time getting to know the person like genuinely having open conversations a lot of kind of what we do here which is the impetus to how long we've been friends and how well we know each other and would be the same impetus for getting to know someone even deeper in an intimate relationship so like i don't think removing sex up front and like being this friendly person Mm -hmm. like is the recipe for success yeah like maybe it's less of a distraction if you're the type of person where it's just like if somebody's (laughs) <laughs> if someone's do, doing certain things to you you don't can't think about shit else oh but yeah i mean i know some people, some people like that, are, that just lose all lose their, their faculties <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah their faculties but hold on let me put my glasses on for this oh jesus here she go because <laughs> just I leave have, them there just leave them there on the tip <laughs> no i found an interesting article in um race baiter which Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, our friend is the editor-in-chief. So it talked about the perils of navigating platonic relationships with other gay men. And it says, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the truth is, as as gay men, the pool in which we have to search for love is small. So why wouldn't we look in our own inner circle and friendships for that romantic um, reciprocation? Mm -hmm. And so I do think that, you know... It's, I think, looking into your own circle. Like, and that might be mm. the way to go. I think that a lot of good, healthy friendships, relationships do start um, as friends. The healthy ones do, in my opinion. I, I like, that's the way, the route that I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, you got to take time to really get to know someone. So starting as friends and being platonic is 
the best route in my opinion because you get to ask those important questions like are you asking the right questions mm -hmm. um are you able to when you finally say like i'm dating this person and now we're an item like do you know that person's mother's name i, I always bring that up as an example do you know that person's father's name like those things are important but also do you know each other right what do you yeah. want sexually um that's the thing you got to get out the way before you get further into you look up and six months later and it's giving girl all right now you, then we having a ponderosa um so I, I like to think that you know ideally i am dating my friend and then or just start have a friendship with someone and then that romantic we romantically grow to that next level yeah um i agree with you tony that um the best romantic relationships for me start off as platonic um friendships but oh. not for the same was that shade the mana are you actually <laughs> <laughs> we letting her have her moment that was not that was not shade let me get my water yes have a set. As, as you were saying. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't even know um, what she was saying. I was dying. It's, it's all right. I can repeat. So I agree <laughs> with Tony that for me, um, romantic relationships, um, I feel like I like them better when they start off platonic, but for a different reason. And it's because I'm actually weird as hell when it comes to dating. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I, as soon as I feel like something is a date or that I'm dating someone, I go into this weird, like... I need to be Prince Charming sort of like mentality. Oh my goodness. And yeah, it's actually And I'll be like, why are you being weird to me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you said you wanted to get married. <laughs> but yeah, so like I like I, I realize that I put a lot of pressure on myself to just sort of like present, I guess like the like the boyfriend that that person will want right yes. okay and i feel like and it's obviously i don't it's not a it's not a good recipe for me like obviously it's not like a good thing that i should be doing but that is how i respond to like being in a dating situation i do sort of um pivot the way that i interact with the person mm -hmm. and i feel that when i start off things platonically i'm less concerned about looking unattractive to the other person Got so it. I think I allow myself to be more silly. I allow myself to be more jovial, which is like more authentically who I am as a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I can actually really let my guard down and get to know that person. Right. And then I feel like, okay, wait, like now you actually really know me. Yep. So like the real me, like the weird me, the strange me. Mm -hmm. So let's see if, you know, we can do the song and dance now. Well, listen, we love a good song and dance. <laughs> and sometimes a song and dance be real sad. And it's just like, well, let's be friends. See, that's oh. why y'all need to sing and dance up front. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, so, dance talking about that, front. speaking on that. So what are you all's thoughts on introducing casual sex into an existing friendship? Tony? Um, <laughs> I think it's a very slippery, slippery slope. Yes. Both literally. It should literally be. Um, and <laughs> figuratively. Oh I think it's very slippery to introduce casual sex with an existing friend. Um, is it convenient? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the long run, I think it's a recipe for disaster because it's giving like first one to catch feelings loses. <laughs> Is that what it's giving? That's what it's giving oh. because um, if there's no, if there's truly no desire 
to have that friendship become more of a romantic relationship, then if you catch feelings, then what? <laughs> it's like, what now? Well, according to you, you can't be you can't be around it anymore. And what now? The friendship is disintegrated. Well, I'm and possibly right, possibly because I, it makes it really complicated, and then it becomes hard to like when that person has moved on romantically with someone else, and now you're supposed to be playing second fiddle <laughs> to some other hoe. <laughs> so you're a sneaky link now. No, I'm just saying you're not sneaky because you were ha you were having you know extramarital affairs it was with, who was married wait a minute hold okay. on we, we jumped sex. around you were having casual sex with the married men and as you're having that casual sex like if they go on to move on romantically with someone else and you've caught feelings yeah that is it's giving heartbreak hotel <laughs> <laughs> and so who wants to go through that i don't i certainly don't hmm. Yeah, casual sex with a friend is a slippery slope. How do you, how do you, un it's the undoing for me. How, how do you get out of that? How do you like right. reverse all all that motion in the ocean? And you, well, can, you can't. You can. Uh, sometimes it's not that easy. Easier I, said than done. Yeah. I'm, once again, my answer again is that I'm a strange person. <laughs> so I feel like it's, it's two things, right? If it's somebody who I was friendly with mm -hmm. and we introduce casual sex, I may not be that strange. But if it's like a friend that, you know, I have a lot of history with that I consider a close friend, I feel like I can get like very strange. And yeah, then I think it becomes a thing where it's just like. You don't know how to act around that person. You're just like you're over. You're overthinking. Like, was that the right thing? Should I have done that? Are you going to do it again? Do you not want to do it again? Could mm -hmm. you could you potentially lose the friendship? And yeah, I mean, it it sucks because yes, this community, especially if you are, you know, if you're prioritizing a partner who is also black and queer, mm -hmm. the pool is so small, right? And tiny we we don't all know each other it's not that small but you know but we you, you know we, it's how it feels it feels like that sometimes right that is how it feels and it just and it feels like it's one big melting pot of people all having sex with one another and <laughs> it just becomes a lot more complicated when you add that into like your friend group as opposed to like a you know peripheral friend group or somebody who you kind of know over there so i mean i i would i would shy away from it unless both people absolutely know that they actually want to move forward with something serious um yeah i think that it should be some sort of communication or it or if it's not serious or if it's just like Hey, like this is gonna happen tonight, tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, that's, I was never here. I mean, that's why I think it's 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 really hard to have those platonic friendships without it crossing a boundary because there's a level of effect. There's a level of affection and a level of intimacy that comes with being a platonic friend. And you start to it's like when you are working with someone at the office, and next thing you know, or if you're an actor on set with someone doing working, doing a movie, um, next thing you know, you catch feelings for someone. And then it's like, it could be all bad or it could be all good from there. It's just it's complicated. 
I think y'all full of shit. Oh, bitch, please. Bro, well, what you what you gotta say? <laughs> I'm fine with it. Who cares? We grown. Like this is the thing. <laughs> Do I have platonic friends that I've known for a very long time that at some point we had casual sex? Yes. Did it destroy our relationship? No. Did I fall head over heels because we had some type of sexual encounter? Absolutely not. Hmm. And I think if I'm falling head over heels for someone, it's not just because we did the song and dance a couple times. Yeah, I you know don't what I'm think saying? that's and like, why. And, I, and like that to me is like, I don't know. I, no. Like the emotions. I, I mean, sex it. complicates things, right? Because like you're already platonic friends with that person for a reason. Right. You love their heart, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> you <What>? add in, <laughs> then you add in, you know, other parts of the body. And it's just like, oh, I love that too. Right. So now it's like, I'm really fucked it's up human in the nature. head. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what's a girl supposed to do? Right. I mean, listen, I don't know. Get your shit together. That's what you're supposed to do. No clue. Like, I just, I don't know. I think that when you think about the depth in which you want to be intimate with a partner, I think there's a clear delineation between that and your friends. Just because, like, with friends, there's this this thing where, like, you have issues where, where it's just like, oh, well, that's Demond. Like, mm -hmm. you don't mm -hmm. have to be around that person all the time. You kind of accept some of their bullshit and, like, you take the good with the bad. Mm -hmm. I think when you're getting into something with a partner, it's about the push and pull and development of you all as individuals and doing something collective. And I think that there's less of that, oh, that's just Tony. It's really about delving into even those things. And I think that you can see beyond just sex, like clear delineation of intimacy, of connection that you have with people that are friends or even close friends than with a person that like is my partner and I want to like, live in a home with them or some shit like that mm -hmm. and like i don't think sex is sex can be some part of it but like it's not purely the deciding factor between i don't think it's purely but I, the lines get blurred um uh, when sex becomes a part of it because then you're like well what whoa what what are we doing because we were, we're intimate we're affectionate and now <laughs> now you now you notice when the text now, is slow now we're enjoying <laughs> each other and so right and so the lines can get blurred and then and then and then and then <laughs> when the shit hit the fan and now it's team jordan and team friend now the friend group is in shambles they can't invite everybody everywhere oh anymore. my god no y'all sit there and be awkward everybody else coming getting invited and nobody being awkward in their free time at this big age <laughs> no <laughs> everybody's trying to be comfortable then, all of the then time the two of you stay home <laughs> the friend group ain't suffering <laughs> Chow, Shit. that's not how it works no thanks that's not how it works i can't do it mm. <laughs> yeah. well that's all the time that we have this week this season of Surface Level is produced in partnership with Moby, mobilizing our brother's initiative. Let's just take a second to acknowledge <laughs> the fact that Shout out to Moby. we are producing season four in partnership with Moby, um, proud sponsors of Surface Level Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, let's keep the conversation going. Let us know your thoughts and questions at surfacelevelpodcast.com. And remember, stay curious.